102.3 WHIV is proud to announce that Doc Griggs is taking pictures. Uh, <laughs> that Doc Griggs is actually in the house. 102.3 WHIV is proud to announce New Orleans Airlift is celebrating 10 years. That's 10 whole years of creation and collaboration with New Orleans artists and culture bearers. Alumni artists include Lost Bayou Ramblers, members of Animal Collective, bounce artists like Ha Sizzle, Katie Red, Jack, Hizra- Jack Mizrossi, Twiggy Garçon and, uh, of television drama Posse, and members of Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra are all returning to create new work at the Contemporary Arts Center on November 9th. That's coming up, y'all. Tickets and more information available at cacno.org, airlift 10th anniversary. You should go to that, Griggs. That's going to be at the CAC, which is where Griggs... Like, I'm not here. Are you serious? Uh, playing in the background is the Yes Man Band, a band that Liana discovered uh, in the French Quarter. Oh. Uh, they were busking, and uh, they were great, and we actually had them play for our wedding. <laughs> you said they were busking? What is busking? You don't know what busking is? Dude. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is? I know it's a word that you have a hard time saying. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> how's your vision? How's your vision? <laughs> wait, wait. Get me started. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that from last week. Don't make me do it. <laughs> 20 bucks. Uh, 20 busk- bucks. <laughs> busking is when oh. artists... Oh, don't. <laughs> I can't believe you. Seriously. Busking is what artists do when they are on the street and they're looking That's for dope. money. That's called busking. You've like never it. heard that term? Uh, I think I've it's dope. Yeah. You've never, you've never heard that term no, either? I've never heard that term. All right. Well, let's get started. This I is think the, you made it up. Uh, I think you just busked it a word. Dude. <laughs> That's really salubrious of you. Yeah. <laughs> and why don't you get a phone for like a phone, a real phone, eventually that like doesn't require like a battery pack? No, no, no. Like, so Griggs you missed like... it. So, so this obviously tells me that you've not done your STEM research. STEM research: lithium batteries. Uh, the rule is ABC: always be charging. Lithium batteries uh, work on cycles. The battery only has a certain number. No, of No, they say the same. Life. They say no, the exact no, opposite. Not always be charging. Oh, yeah. oh, all right, all right, all right, dude. You know, when I'm here, I feel like my battery like goes down. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you just that's because this battery went all the way charged to begin with. <laughs> energy. Anime. Some of us have bigger batteries than others. <laughs> all right, this is the uh, get check if it get moving show. <laughs> With Doc Griggs. That's Doc Griggs. <laughs> starting already. My name is Dr. Derry. Uh, and it's a pleasure, uh, Doc Griggs. Uh, we have a, uh, a lovely guest you want to introduce? We have several lovely guests in studio. We have students in the back. And then we have the lovely Rosa Mills here uh, with United Medical Rehab Hospital. And she's shy. I'm waiting for her. She's shy. She backed all the way away from the mic. I know. Like, that was, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were in the green room for a second. You were so far back. Can you call her an Uber from down the street here? <laughs> Rose is here with United Medical Rehab Hospital. And uh, rehab services are a, a largely underutilized service. Um, she's here to, uh, I don't know how long we have her, but we, have, uh, we also have two amazing uh Nutrition students? Are they? What is it? Dietetic? dietetic yeah, there you go. You'll hear a dietetic intern. Yes, <laughs> dietetic interns. Yeah, we started yesterday at the uh, wellness center, and they did a great job uh, working with uh, some of our adult students. We'll hear more about them. So we're going to learn. That's not me. That's Who's, not, yeah, that's not somebody, me. That's not somebody's me. phone needs to be on silent. I, I'll tell you what. It's not the Android. How about that? All right. No, that sounded like an Apple. I, it that, was an Apple. There we go. See, see there? I actually pay, no, 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 Miss Rosa, that's good because I actually put my phone on silent. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, was that, <laughs> that did sound like yours. Was it yours? No, it wasn't okay. mine. So, so what, uh, she's here to talk, let's talk rehab. Like, I, did you know that rehab 
services are essential. Like uh, I have friends, sadly, as you know, uh, you and I both had uh, friends that have had cardiac events in the last right. couple of years. Right. Dude, we've been doing this for a minute now. I know. Um, uh, and that rehab services are available to them after heart attacks, cardiac rehab, and then there's stroke rehab, and there's this whole realm. So, so let's kind of walk through it then, and then we'll kind of throw over to Ms. Rosa. So essentially somebody has a heart attack, or they get, a, they get a, 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 a cabbage or a surgery, yep. or yep. they have a stroke, and there's usually some uh, a hospital stay. Oftentimes it may be an extended yep. ho- hospital stay yep. where uh, folks uh, are recovering in the hospital from mm-hmm. their acute event, the stroke, the heart attack, what have you. Maybe they've been laying in bed for a acute couple weeks. meaning just happened immediately, the right. immediate Right, the immediate event. But they're not quite ready to go home yet, and so there's a transition into a facility. Is, is that a Correct. fair characterization? Yes. So do you want to pick up and, and let us know what you do? Yes, yeah, so we are a 20-bed facility um, out of New Orleans. We started here in 2002 um, in New Orleans East. We then moved to Hammond after Katrina. We all know what Katrina. Um, and we have then moved to our Gretna facility and Gonzalez. So what we bring oh, you to guys are like <laughs> jumped around a little bit. Yeah, huh? yeah. Are, are those so we are, have three locations? <laughs> oh, there's three locations. Got it. Yes, wasn't yes. what you didn't go from. Got it. Yes, okay, yes. You no. Man, will you let her finish the story? We've expanded. We've expanded. Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> Sounded like they were moving around. You're being real salubrious. No, no. Every year we're just growing and being Good. able to serve more people because, again, like you said, it is a um, largely underutilized service. I think a lot of people just don't realize what those levels of care are and what the options are when you're into the, when you've been in the hospital and you've been debilitated. And not only from that, maybe when you're home and you are just you know getting weaker and some of your elderly patients if you're having falls inpatient rehab then is also an option you go to your primary care physician and let them know this is an option of what you want to do and what kind of services are offered at the the rehab center so what we're doing is physical occupational and speech therapy and can you um, um, maybe walk us through what yeah, the what, difference yeah. between physical uh, occupational and speech therapy is? Yes. So physical therapy is going to help you with your walking, um, pretty much ambulation, transfers. Um, and then you have your occupational therapy, which is activity. They do your ADLs, which is activity as a daily living. So we're going to help you bathe. We're going to help you um, make sure that you can do your laundry and things like that of that sort. And then in speech therapy, they actually work really closely with your dietitians in the diet and also your cognition and what you can remember and things of that nature. And and diet and speech are related how? Ah, we have nutrition <laughs> students and dietetic students. Come, well, on, come on, come on, join the party. Come on, come on, come on. You can share a mic. Why, uh, when, when we're talking about rehab, how is diet and, and speech therapy related? Quick caveat. Understand that we grew up in a different Ooh. era of, uh, yeah, I did nice say caveat. Yeah, and he you. said yeah. caveat. He didn't yeah. say caveat. No, no, like, no, 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 no. he just went all British on our asses. <laughs> no, how's your vision? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we grew up in the era of being, I guess we're called pimped in med school. Yeah, I don't think that's a term that's used anymore. Yeah, I, no, it's not. But that was something that, no, no. You should no, see was, the, the shocked looks on everybody's face. In med school, it was called getting pimped. And it was just normal. What would happen is you'd show up on the ward and literally, like we're saying, throwing you in the water. You'd stand up and you're attending or the resident or whoever was above you would stand you up like this and ask you questions on the spot. And you couldn't look at your book. Right. To see, and you stood there. And, and notice that he said book. Because he was, I actually always had an iPhone, but he was in the book uh, era. So it, way ahead so of me. This is, <laughs> so this is, has to be early stage dementia. 
Um, the internet it was not created. <laughs> he, he would walk around the big early, Harrison's book. It was Harrison's, the Washington Manual, the Scut Monkey. Um, but the farm, the, the, wait, 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 we, we didn't even have the internet. This was in the nineties, the early nineties, and there's no way he had an iPhone back then. Steve Jobs didn't even have an iPhone back then. So this is what you call early stage dementia, and it's okay. We love him anyway. Anyway, we were, the point is that there's a lot of throwing into the water with the community. You never know, like we learned yesterday with the sounds and the responses. But there's also times to educate. So seeing that you will be the resident experts, what is the relationship between rehab and food? All right. So there you go. Uh-oh. I mean, I know no, the no, no, I know the answer, but yeah. uh, we always know the answer. That's right. that's right. <laughs> no, just share the mic. Who's first? Who's up? Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Carolyn. Um, I'm a dietetic intern from Tulane, and I guess the relationship that I've seen the most between um, these two professions working in rehab is um, in patients that have dysphagia, which means that they have dysphagia or that phasia or who's phasia? Who's <laughs> my phasia. What phase of the? Oh, my your phasia. She was getting ready, she was getting ready to <laughs> go ahead, explain. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And this means that um, patients maybe after a stroke have difficulty eating and swallowing, so. A speech-language pathologist would go in and see if they're actually capable of eating the food that they're given. Um, and they'd work with a dietitian to make sure that even if they're not, they're still re- receiving the um, protein and energy that they need to heal and recover from their critical accident that brought them to rehab in the first place. Right. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything that Carolyn said. I guess I didn't, speak up space, uh, yeah, speak I didn't introduce myself. I didn't introduce myself. My name is Melanie. I'm also a Tulane dietetic student. So I agree with what Carolyn said. I mean, it's a lot of getting the nutrients you need even while you're in rehab. That might be different than just a regular healthy person. So making it specialized to your needs while you're in rehab. Right. And I and I guess the, the other thing that I think is critically important to you, especially after a person maybe has a stroke uh, and they had dysphagia or difficulty uh, swallowing, is that their food choices are going to be somewhat limited as well because there is a potential for them uh, to aspirate. What's or, an aspirate? Right, to aspirate. Do we aspire to aspirate? No. <laughs> you, you do. You are, you are, you are like my like living embodiment of aspiration, dude. <laughs> They just choke up all over. <laughs> no, you just choke. You just choke. Um, aspiration Don't is when <laughs> aspiration <laughs> is when the um, food or water goes down the uh, the uh, breathing tube. But you know, is, oh. you know, you, you've ever yeah, it goes down the wrong pipe. It goes. And you down start the laughing wrong. and you're drinking water or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And so that. So do you want to talk about the importance of that as well as making sure that food selections? So you guys will, are also. Working with speech pathologists, which is like what Miss Rosa was saying, so you guys are going to determine whether or not somebody can, you know, can swallow, can swallow if they need thick foods, thin foods, this sort of stuff, right? You guys, I don't know, you guys are shit, you're nodding your heads, but uh, oh, we can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes for great television, but there's no cameras here, so speaking to the microphone. Well, I guess like the importance of that is, is if you are drinking something and it's not going down the wrong pipe, I mean, you're obviously going to end up with a lot of fluid in your lungs and potentially drowning yourself just by there trying to go. eat or drink there something. So that's really important. I know there's a lot of different techniques that speech pathologists will use. I know that I've seen one where they can swallow a liquid that you can see on x-ray and you can actually see where it's going down, like into your lungs or down the esophagus and into your like stomach down the right way so like using different technologies to make sure that you're swallowing food correctly or at least the majority of it right 
Right, yeah. No, that it sounds like they're ready. Huh? Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. tuned in, you are listening to 102.3 WHIV. This is the Get Check, Get Fit, Get Moving show with Doc Griggs. That's Doc Griggs and Dr. Derry. That's me and Miss Rosa. So uh, you're, uh, you're the rehab hospitals. Are you the executive director or are you communications? Or? I am director of business development. Got it. Yes. And so uh, how, um, how are these uh, uh, services paid for? So if somebody was at home and needing physical therapy, uh, what's the difference between uh, going to a physical therapist versus going to your institution? So inpatient rehab, you're going to do three hours of therapy a day, five days a week. Um, so it's the difference is if you're doing outpatient, of course, you're going to go for an hour, maybe three times a week. So it's a level, different level of intensity that we do, and it's totally paid for by your insurance. Um, so is somebody uh, – uh, how, how does one – uh, determined to uh, require inpatient uh, therapy? Is, is there a determination that's made on the physician side or on yes, your side? Are, are there a set of criteria that need to be met to uh, 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 qualify somebody for eligibility? Yeah, so the, it is um, determined by your physician, and you would have to have the medical necessity, of course, a need to be seen by a physician because you're going to be seen in inpatient rehab. You are seen by a physician five days a week. So you have to have that medical need as well as need two disciplines of the, you can either need um, physical therapy and speech therapy or occupational therapy and physical, but you just need two of the three disciplines to be able to um, be qualified. Meet, yeah. Right. Excellent. So what's the difference in the different, so Rosa, I, I, I defer to you on the exact sequence of events. Y'all don't have to stand. Y'all can see. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but no, you come close. Come crazy. bring both chairs and come close. That way, yeah. Um, what's the proper sequence of events? So what options? So say I have a friend um, or a loved one that's had, uh, uh, well, we'll call it catastrophic events. It makes it sound so horrible, but you right. that's had an event. Right. Uh, and they, they leave the hospital. What should happen? Like we said, the acute cardiac event. You stay in the hospital, and then you go where? And what are the other options? And why the rehab hospital? Is a part of it. There are other things, right? Yeah, so there's several different levels of care. You have home health. You have um, skilled nursing facilities. You have long-term um, a care, Called long-term SNF. care, SNF. which is an LTEC. Um, so basically the, the continuum will be after you're past your acute event, um, when you've been in the hospital, you passed your hospital stay, and you need to get up and you need to get exercise. Um, so you would then, they would refer, the physician at the hospital would refer you to an inpatient rehab facility where then you'll go and get your therapy. Um, if you are a, a low level, can't use a low level. Um, <laughs> right. Well, if you are really on the sicker end, then sometimes they will refer you to a skilled nursing facility, which is typically done inside of a nursing home, and that is a much longer process. So the difference is what you want to do is you want to get into inpatient rehab as soon as possible to get you stronger and get you moving because it's a more intense program targeted to get you home quicker. What's the goal of long-term rehab? Uh, a long-term rehab hospital. What's your goal with each patient? To get you as close back to your in, um, to how you were previously to your accident. To get you as close back into that environment and yes, independent. to get you back home independent. Okay. The way you were before your hospitalization. And how long have y'all been around? Seventeen years. Yeah. 
Wow. I'd say uh, yeah. with, with, with expansion all over New Orleans, too. Oh, West yeah. Bank, the East. Just learn, just getting the right to vote. Gentilly. Just, yeah. <laughs> just getting the right to vote. The young whippersnapper. Yes, please, everybody go out and vote, by the way. <laughs> yes. It's early yeah. voting right now. Yeah. Please, please, please go vote. He saved me on that one. I thought he was going to really oh, yeah. <laughs> take a cheap shot. Oh, um, don't look at me like that. All right. <laughs> don't start it. Don't start it. Rehab facility, rehab hospital. So you, I, I heard occupational therapy. I heard... Physical. What's the difference between the physical therapist and the occupational therapist? Yeah, see, Griggs was actually on his phone Wait. texting <laughs> when when I actually asked her that question, and she already explained it. But no, I think I that it's it's important. I was important. taking pictures. Thank I think you. it's it's important. Promo. Hello. I, th- I think it's important. Some uh, of us are working. Well, well, Griggs actually sent me three text messages while we were on air. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but the difference between physical therapy and occupational therapy: physical therapists will typically help in ambulation and transfers, where we. Ambulation is walking. Call ambulance. Oh, at walking. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walking or knowing how to use your wheelchair properly. All of that is just getting you from point A to point B. And your occupational therapists are going to help you with your activities of daily living. So that's bathing and being able to dress yourself and put your shoes on, as well as um, doing your laundry and different things that sometimes we take advantage of knowing how to do. Mm-hmm. So I was looking on the w- website and it says come as a patient, leave as family. What does that mean? It means that our experience is we're going to, when you come in, you are a part of our family. You come in at the wherever you are in your continuum and we're going to love on you and give you that personalized care like you would if your grandmother or your mom was taking care of you. Oh, that's wrong. That's, uh, that sounds yeah, that's, that's, that's very cool. That's nice. That, right is, uh, yeah, that's, that was a feel good. <laughs> that was a real feel good. So did you, did you guys know about rehab hospitals before? No, you did. What was your experience? They, they, they work in uh, rehab. Okay. Well, all right. All right. You go back to texting is what all you right, do. Right. Yeah. Um, so actually my mom is a physical therapist and Bam. she works at a rehab center in Michigan. Yeah. Um, it's part of a larger healthcare system, but they just recently moved the hosp- the rehab hospital to a small little, um, place kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's just focused on rehab. So she's feels separated from the whole like big hospital type feel and she said that she just loves the atmosphere because like all of the professionals know each other so well so it, it's more of that family feeling that you were talking about mm-hmm. yeah so physical therapy so it, it, it's amazing watching there was a movie called the upside i think it was the upside with kevin hart and brian cranston and uh i'm not going to give the whole thing away but you can only imagine pairing uh, Heisenberg from right. Breaking Bad with right. Kevin Hart, right. uh, and it's it's unintentionally funny. It's a very serious movie, but it's unintentionally funny, and it talks about. I have a very 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 like family friend uh, that's in uh, wheelchair, but I mean his personality is so big um, that you don't see the chair. Um, he's amazing. Like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, he's absolutely amazing. So um, those services are needed now. When the thing is, so the the, the, the kind of what I was getting at before. Uh, when we were talking about the nutrition and uh, the diet. So it's one thing to know about the foods that you're trying to get into the body. But when you're talking rehab, uh, I know we were talking dysphagia, but there's so many other mechanics, uh, especially, you know, your mom being a physical therapist and have friends that are occupational therapists, getting the food there and relearning. And um, what people don't understand is, you know, I, I, I mentioned them earlier as catastrophic events. They are in out of 
even in context, the events that typically happen uh, with the patients that end up here, at least for that moment, are catastrophic. Uh, for a number of them, their life will never be the same, be it an accident, be it a cardiac event, be it something neurologic. I mean, it's a, it's, and, and that's something, Rosa, that we had uh, discussed before, is that you're, it's, it's, it's almost the equivalent, and just follow me here, it's the equivalent of reentry um, out of the, the, the judicial the system. The carceral system. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because your life is different. Uh, now, how does it relate to community medicine? Uh, you know, I joke a lot, but I get very passionate and very serious when you start talking about community and community medicine. Um, let's just say you have a patient that is, um, hey, let's say, you know, there's two different scenarios. There's one where the kid uh, is from a socioeconomically disadvantaged situation um, and might have a problem with learning, drops out of school, trying to figure out how to make money. And he does what he needs to do to make money um, and gets shot. Uh, he can't get a job, so he tries to make sell whatever to make money. Uh, gets shot and uh, ends up in a wheelchair. So once you go through the process, the acute event, they go to their rehab and they do everything. And then once they're done, they put back in that same environment with, with more steps back in the race than they were before. The same, same educational level, same socioeconomic, and without any knowledge of services or anything that are available to them to help them get ahead. So a lot of times, and this sadly happened, uh, as you know, uh, what, last year, if you remember, when I was with the other students. Uh, um, guy went back to doing what he did. They got him in a situation to begin with and ended up getting shot again and he got killed. Jeez. But, it, and of course, it, it kind of wasn't his fault because he did not know what was available. There's no reentry system. There's no, hey, you have these services, these services, these services. Hey, we're going to get you a tutor. What do you want to do moving forward? Does that make sense? I'm... I'm I'm, I'm trying. I get upset when I don't explain things sure, well. Sure. No, yeah. But uh, and the other one would be someone. Uh, let's say it's a mom uh, that has two or three jobs to try to raise a kid, um, and she gets stressed out, and she's taking the birth control. Right. Uh, and she ends up having a stroke at thirty right. thirty five, and it, she they get her through the hospital, they get her through rehab, and then when she's out, she goes back in to the home, but she still has the kids. Like, what do we do? So that's the community side of it so what the trend and what i'm seeing especially with the social determinants of health coming down people are starting to realize there's more to it than just physical health there's yeah, these these people are people and they have contributions and they have goals and they have aspirations that they're still able to to achieve they just have to take it attack it from another angle and i rose i think that's what we've talked about that you're trying to do is you're wrapping around the entire patient because there's a lot of family education in that just help to, so people can relearn a lot of you know you have to relearn how to walk talk and going back to the very beginning feeding yourselves right right you know actually this whole conversation has been reminding me i actually am going through something like this right now i have a very close friend of mine uh somebody who i play music with uh who had a catastrophic uh, catastrophic event mm -hmm. in uh late july and uh is right now at a skilled nursing facility Actually, he called me while we were just on air. I don't think he's listening, but yeah. just randomly. And uh, and so I'm kind of like kind of going through all of these machinations that we're talking about uh, right now uh, with with somebody that I'm that I'm, I'm, I'm close with. And so, you know, and this is a, a place where this person is getting their physical therapy, their occupational therapy, is learning how to walk again, uh, that sort of stuff. It's just it, you know, it's it, without services like this uh, that are so critically important. Uh, 
you know, I, 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 you know, I don't know if maybe this is people were just had extended hospital stays when we were residents. Yeah, and maybe, that, I don't know. Maybe that was just kind of what so, before there was this, you know, these out these outpatient or well, these inpatient skilled nursing facilities or rehab centers or, or rehab hospitals. So, so it kind of hits on it, and then having someone so that being so close with someone that's family. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a statement on where we are as a community and as a society, society right now. So, okay, you had your catastrophic event. You had your stroke. You had the event. Okay, we're going to put you in the hospital. We're going to get your body physically tuned up. And, okay, you can do this. You can do this. And here's your recommendation. Go do that. And that's it. And what do we do? Okay, we'll put a rail. We'll make the door wide enough. We'll put a rail in here. And that should be accessible. And then we move on as though people aren't people. Like, they don't we're not addressing their needs and they don't know the services that are available. So it's really important to hear come as a patient leave as family, because family has a big connotation has a huge connotation. Family means I got your back. I might not like you, but I love you. <laughs> I really, no, I don't like you at all, but I love you to death. <laughs> well, and if I don't like you, I just don't like you today. If you have brothers and sisters or cousins. Yeah. I hate you right now. Are you hungry? <laughs> no, I wasn't asking, but I don't, and I don't hate you by the way. Um, but acknowledging Griggs is, is brutal sometimes. Yeah, I, I get this yeah, every yeah. Uh, <laughs> every time I come in here. So get used to it. No, the, the the point is that you know we tend to forget at every opportunity we tend to forget that people are people and we want to just put them in the corner in the room. We did the same thing with mental health. Uh, we just assume we just put people in the closet. Take Uncle Joe his plate. We're having the family over. We'll put him up in the back and while everyone eats, and then he can come out if he's if he's okay today. No, he's okay all the time. Let's <laughs> he needs interaction. You just don't want to hear what Uncle Joe has to say. You didn't like what he had to say before. <laughs> now he has no filter at all, and he doesn't care. Uh, so it's 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 the acknowledgement in pulling the community in. There are million. Uh, Great, great ideas and great things that come from all facets of our people and you never know when it could be your turn sure uh whether it's you or someone in your family so coming as a patient leaving his family is huge it's what drew y'all to this how did you get into this space we had she a family sign away doing like this yeah <laughs> no but we had a family member who went through the continuum of care and we noticed that there was a lack of um you know, we could go back to the human component. We noticed that there was just a lack of compassion in the healthcare industry. So that was what started my father on this trail to be able to be able to give that perspective and that real personalized experience in the healthcare environment. A lot of times you just come in and you're a patient and so everybody's really robotic and they're professionals and they know what they need to do, but they leave out the the person, the personality, what that particular person likes instead of just being a patient well miss jones really likes her room to be a little colder and she would prefer to get up at nine instead of seven so we just try to tailor to the needs because we noticed in our own family experience it just wasn't there they just didn't like i like to say they didn't love on you enough right yeah. so just think about that from from what we're talking about and in context of our, our dietetic interns on everything suppose something happened like i hate celery oh Beets, celery, just it's not going to happen. Um, if something happened, there were a Hold catastrophic... On, pe- peanut butter and celery no, dude, is delicious. What are you that's, talking about? That is some... See, you know, when you get... And, and you get, you get the 95... Little, and, you, and you get and, the celery yeah, string in your yeah, teeth, mm, and then you got to go and pull it out and stuff. What, it's like... 
What's it's a, like it's like nature's that dental floss. That is not floss. hot it's, in the street. Na- it's Walking nature's around dental with celery floss. on your teeth. That is not. That's why we're on radio, dude. You have celery in your teeth. What is that? No. Peanut butter yeah, and celery, is, man. That is, no, that is some deliciousness right so there. So if I hated it before and there were a catastrophic <laughs> event, be it temporary or be it permanent, and I'm not able to communicate, uh, if every day someone comes in and tries to give me celery and peanut butter and I don't eat it, that could – it could just sure. start start the down a rabbit hole of all kind of bad. Oh, we need to put a peg tube in him, feed him because he won't eat. No, I just don't like – I'm not going to eat that. I never would. Or I have an allergy that I haven't – expressed so it takes time getting to know the person and not treating it uh, treating people as though they're in it does that make sense that makes that kind of makes sense sense. sure yeah if you're tuning in you're listening to 102.3 whiv ever have celery in it Uh, you know what if you ever come in here with celery strings in your teeth i'm not going to tell you to take it out i'm just this is the get check get fake i'm gonna take a picture and post it with doc Riggs and dr Derry. Uh, and I do have a controlled Doc Riggs in, microphone too, by the way. Environmentally, so. <laughs> in, environmentally green dental floss. We are speaking with <laughs> the dairy uh, Ms. Uh, Rosa Mills, uh, <laughs> who is the uh, director of uh, business uh, advancement development. Did, you can pull the microphone over. <laughs> <laughs> We're sharing it. Yeah. We're sharing it. Uh, that's okay. Uh, and uh, what was the name of the rehab home again, or the uh, rehab United hospital? Medical Rehabilitation Hospital? Right there, you go. And more information can be found. Um, umrhospital.com umrhospital.com so and this is, sounds like it's also a family run business as well yes it is that's amazing yeah, yeah. that's a that's a that's a lot of love that you, ooh, that you ooh, get ooh. oh uh, this is the part you love though wait wait where's your family from from Accra Ghana in Africa. Well, <laughs> Africa. Did you see his face? Yes. <laughs> Did you see his face? I was like, "All right, <laughs> I love it." So, so I'm. Uh, so I'm, the reason why he did that is I that, is that, that I am. A, I'm a first generation American. Both my parents and my family goes back hundreds of years uh, um, uh, for being in uh, Mor- Moroccans, uh, oh, wow. Morocco. So I consider actually Africa. Uh, home. Mor- Morocco is home to me. Yes. <laughs> I don't use that term, but <laughs> I'll let you use that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, Ghana is a beautiful country as well. So, uh, have you been? Or yes, my grandmother's still there, so mm-hmm. we travel there. I actually haven't been in a, maybe two or three years, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful place and it's advancing so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a beautiful culture and, and yeah. just all of, I, I, I've never, even in the kind of the parts of Africa where I had to respond to epidemics, Ebola and, you know. She's been I mean, all over. Like yeah, he's, he's like one of the been top all over z- in the world. Like and Zira Corey. I'll pretend he's not here so I can say good Guinea. stuff about him. <laughs> but uh, there's just not a, the, the whole continent to me is incredibly beautiful. Your friends always say and good stuff behind your back and bad stuff to your face. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's the only way you know you're a friend, right? Uh, no, but so, so, the, so, so again, so the, I want to make sure the students get a good taste of what it is we do. Um, every time we get a chance, we try to bring the community aspect of the stuff we're doing. So I like, I'm a big, I'm, 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 I love a cultural file. I don't know what you call it. I love cultures. What similarities? Like, tell me about the culture in Africa in general. What are differences and similarities you see in Western? I know there's starting to be a lot of Western influence there, but the sense of communities different no yes no yeah i mean i'm gonna you know i i mean north africa is very different than than central and and east and and west africa so i think you're you're not asking about north africa how many countries have you been to over there a lot but (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, but like but (laughs) but you know where where my family from we're in morocco dude it's more like europe light 
You know, it's not, uh, you know, it's not what most people. You said would. Europe light? Yeah, Spain not, light. Not, not, not blight. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, like Europe, Europe light. light. Yeah, they, uh, Europe light. Yeah, uh, light. But nothing kind of like what you'd consider Ghana to be or certainly uh, any of the West African countries or whatever. So, but, uh, but we're not here to talk about Africa, right? Or, uh, when was the last time you were Rehab? Here? She said two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. Okay, I know. I got caught up in the. I know. The he just thing. totally wanted yeah. me to like get that face. I was yeah. like, ooh, it's Africa. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> totally unfair. So the the one, well, and the one of one of the things we we talked about, you know, the sense, strong sense of family, um, and we've talked about it before uh, when you got back from Italy, um, in other countries, you know how we talk about healthy foods. We have Jeez, whole yes, foods, we have yes. gluten-free foods, we have organic foods, and every fresh food, and in every other country, it seems like there's just <laughs> food. food. It's <laughs> food food. I was like, he's like, well, how was the food? I'm like, well, it was, it was excellent, as you could imagine, but it was food food. It was food food. Know? Like, if you want a chicken, yeah, which one? There's one, right? <laughs> chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's chicken. It's the simple ingredients, as you know, are the healthiest. Uh, typically, what we tell people, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Did you see there was like... Uh, God, it was a, uh, there was a country that ba- maybe it was Iceland or something that banned McDonald's like ten years ago. They kicked, yeah, when was that? they kicked McDonald's yeah. out or something, and they still have the last hamburger that was made. Uh, it's still sitting on a shelf right now, still un unrotted. <laughs> huh. Right, because Griggs always says, Doc Griggs huh. always makes the point that if your food doesn't rot, it ain't real food. It's not real food. I- anytime right? I would imagine you guys have something to say about that. <laughs> uh, yes. Our, our di- dietitian what's, what's, interns. What's, what's real food? All food, real food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you consider healthy food? What's real food? I mean, you're gonna have to come closer to it. Yeah, it's not gonna. That's fi- that's a fixed microphone. So, <laughs> I would. Real food is. A very general term. I feel like people put real food on products to be like, oh, this is a real food. It's a whole food. But, like, I think that's just a lot of lingo people are using to be, like, trendy or get people to buy into those things. Any food that is going to supply your body with, like, essential nutrients is going to be okay for your body. I mean. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what are your essential nutrients? Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> Providing your body with the energy it needs to function every day without excess. So, for example, if you were drinking four bottles of Coca-Cola every day for your all of your calories versus eating a balanced diet of, say, like um, protein, uh, vegetable, fruit and getting the calories from there, I think that the Coca-Cola would be an excess because you're just getting all of your calories from this one thing that is mostly just sugar anyways. So I wouldn't say that would not be considered getting all of your essential nutrients. Sure. Day. Does that make sense? Sure. I don't know if I'm explaining no, this. No, that's, you know, one of the things that well. I've, I've noticed uh, uh, in restaurants around the country, um, I just got back from where I was. I was in Phoenix giving lectures <laughs> last week. And almost every restaurant in Phoenix uh, that I went to uh, all have calorie markers next to the meal mm-hmm. that they're providing. And, I, and, and there's a, uh, a Real Foods that opened up on Julia Street here that also has calorie markers or calorie counts uh, next to the meal. Uh, and I'm just wondering, have, have you, are you guys aware of research that shows that, there's, that 
since restaurants have been doing this, that, that, that people have been kind of uh, conscientious about what they're eating or if people been able to, to lose weight or make better food options as a result of this or, or anything along those lines. I, you know, I'm seeing more and more of it, but I'm just wondering if there's research uh, that has been done. I'm sure there is that kind of that backs it up. So I think a lot of people start to pay attention to it now. Everyone looks at it and they're very surprised at the amount of calories. Some people don't seem to care about the choice. Some people go out to a restaurant and say, well, yeah, I'm here to eat a good meal. I don't care how many calories are in it. I only do this once a month. But the people, I think, that eat at restaurants maybe four or five times a week, they're looking at that and going, okay, I'm not going to eat a 10,000-calorie meal right now because I eat this every day. So I think it has less of an effect on people who eat out less often. I know right now there's the Eat Fit NOLA going on, and people are doing research on that to see if it has an effect. Which Hold is on, what, what is Eat Fit, Eat NOLA? Fit NOLA? It has... Um, Molly Kimball's doing this for um, Oshner. So I haven't been at her rotation yet, but we have done research out in the field and we're asking just different people to see if they notice it on the menu and it's special um, regulations on menu items. So it's a certain amount of calories, certain level of sodium, certain level of saturated fats, and they're all like under a certain amount. And we're just seeing if people in the community are noticing this on the menu and if it affects their food choices. So the research is still being done to see if it has an impact. But I know that a lot of the people that I have talked to personally are like, oh, yeah, I noticed that on the menu. Or, yeah, I've seen it. It, like, it would help me if I saw it. I, so. I know for me personally, it definitely affects my food choices. I, I'm not much of – I'm a vegetarian, you know, kind of leaning into to vegan. And that's only just because I'm dairy intolerant. And, uh, is that uh, a bad pun? That, that is not a bad pun. Oh, okay. that, of course, it's the irony it's of my life because yeah, my last name is Dairy, and so uh, I refer to that as the Just irony of my different. life. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I am surprised at the uh, level of of calories that are in restaurant meals, and for folks that that eat at you know, either fast food restaurants or at uh, at restaurants regularly. Boy, they're getting these big, heavy calorie loads. Uh, and are, is there pushback from restaurants? Because they're going to probably want – they make their money in the more they sell you. Uh, and so these calorie markers or calorie counts uh, are you know, possibly uh, going to help people not make the sort of choices that you – know, that's healthy for the, the consumer but not healthy for the owner's uh, bank account. Um, to me, I think it becomes an ethical question. Like, are restaurant owners there just to make money? Or are they there yes. to feed their community? Yes. And now that I guess the people are aware of this, the trend is starting to be that they want to be healthier and they want to eat healthier. So providing, as the manager, the owner of the restaurant, providing people with the healthy food is actually bringing in more business. Like our um, the research that we've done with the Eat Fit NOLA program, we, one of the questions we ask is, do you think it's important that there are healthy menu options? And every person that I've interviewed has responded yes. Like, it is important. Whether or not I choose that option, it's important that it's offered on the menu. Yeah, I, I, and I, let me just say, I know you're not interviewing me per se, but uh, you can uh, just take some, this is... Uh, as some sort of subjective, uh, but I, for me, absolutely, it's so important, yeah. you know, me personally. So I've been about to bite through the bottom of my lip because I want the students to have the learning experience. How many calories is that, uh, biting like, through the bottom of your lip? Well, actually, it, de- <laughs> it, it depends. <laughs> depends on how, bad, how long I've been chewing on it. <laughs> um, 
So I have an issue. There's a lot of fat in there anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. No, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I have an issue with the, uh, the, the premise of just calories. Um, and a calorie, because a calorie is not a calorie, is not a calorie. Uh, you made the uh, example of the Cokes, right? Not to mention uh, cola-like drinks. We'll say. Right, cold, uh, cold drinks. T- typically, in your co- average cold drink, is 36 grams of sugar, which, if you divide by four, is the equivalent of nine teaspoons of sugar. The average female needs six teaspoons of sugar for 24 in a full day. The average male needs nine. So in one can, you're getting a full day's worth of sugar. If someone drinks four uh, Cokes a day, four co- cold drinks a day, they will put four days' worth of work on their pancreas. Uh, I'll take the students through the exercise. Um, and, uh, Miss Rosa, uh, when your heart fails, you call it heart. Failure. Failure. When your liver fails, you call it liver. Failure. 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 Kidney fails, you call it kidney. Failure. Failure. Oh, you just said kidney failure. Right. You when call your it kidney. kidney fails, you call yeah. it kidney. Failure. Your pancreas fails, you call it what? Uh, Diabetes. Diabetes. Bum, 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 bum. So what happens is as you take in these extra calories, even though it's on the menu, your body has certain nutritional needs. I asked you earlier what the, the, the nutrients are, the, the certain essential nutrients. Your body is made up of four. There are four macronutrients your body needs. Basically, people get upset because I really break it down. You, the body is made up of proteins, carbs, fats, and water. Basically, we're made up of seven, 60 to 70% water, uh, some meat, some fat, some sugar, and a little minerals some uh, sprinkled in. And that's it. Magically, we're alive. So if you really, if we really are essentially what we eat, and if you go back to all the physiology and science, then we need to eat proteins, carbs, fats, and drink mostly water, which is why when you process things, if you can sit it on a shelf for it to be sold a month from now, it's not real, quote-unquote, real food. And that's a problem with this, these impossible burgers and impossible patties that they're coming out with. Why? They're still processed. Are they? Still processed. Oh. They still go away to dude, be processed. You are yes. Like totally bumming my high. Yeah, dude. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> As a vegetarian. <laughs> they, are, they are processed. If it's, it is what it is. It's processed foods are still not healthy because of all the additives and the preservatives. Uh, you are taking in less calories. Um, the reason why things are less healthy, uh, with the meats, one of the reasons, uh, and you take in less calories because there's less fat. There's four grams per, uh, four calories per gram of proteins and carbs. Seven calories for those of us that enjoy them. Seven calories per gram for a a gram of alcohol. And nine calories per gram per gram of fat. Almost double that of proteins and carbs. So when we soak and cook something or fry it in grease, which is essentially fat at a different temperature, we're adding all those calories, calories to it. So if the re- even though the restaurants, and I think it's a great thing, it's a step in the right direction uh, to be calorie conscious, th- those kinds of calories, as you have nutritional needs, have you ever gotten hungry in the middle of the night or had your body start talk you just start craving salt or you crave something sweet or you crave like the pike of the the lead something crunch well you haven't taken in the nutrients that your body necessarily needs even though you met your caloric requirement so i think it's a step um and i I don't know whether it's a step or a compromise all right look we're not gonna do all that but we'll put the calories on there and let people choose what they want The, the the psychological game and it's it's medicine versus marketing. And this is obviously is a place that I've been living for the past 15, 20 years. Uh, I've watched all the, uh, the, the documentaries, read all this, the stories is that um, we're taught to eat in units. 
right? And if you look at a Happy Meal from when they first started, and we kid about our age, but we look good for age, so we'll take that. Uh, <laughs> when Happy Meal started then versus now, it was a little bitty burger like this. It was a little bitty thing of fries. Mm-hmm. You were looking for the toy, and it was a little bitty kitty cup. As opposed to the, the kids' drinks now, the drinks are this big. Uh, and you'll notice you go to some stores, it's 99 cents, unlimited size. Um, so, but we're taught to eat in units from the time we're in school. Uh, actually, when we're at home, finish your plate. Oh, that's a happy plate. Oh, and finish your plate. And my grandmother noticed that the kids ate off the small plate with the little squares on it. And then they, as they went to high school, they got larger and larger. So we make it a goal. And it, the time to think about it is Thanksgiving. We all try to finish our plate on Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, there's, sometimes there's competitions. Really? Thanksgiving. Yeah. What kind <laughs> oh, of family dude. are... Uh... <laughs> every family. Every family. Did you finish your plate? Oh, man. Really? Oh, did you leave room? No, let me take a nap first. I'm going to get another one. Um, but my grandmother had to start eating off saucers. Uh, and if you do eat in saucers, you eat all you want, take all you want, but eat all you take. You eat in saucers. And what happens is as you go back. Well, no, like, you mean a smaller plate? Smaller plate. So for smaller portions? Smaller portions. Okay. And that's, that's exactly what she lost 140 pounds before she died. And she had us doing it thinking we were on punishment, but she was like, don't eat all you want. But what happens is you get a little bit of everything on the first plate and it's loaded up. And then by the second time you go back, you start to reevaluate. All it's doing is making you take a break to realize, hey, am I really hungry or am I being greedy? And you're probably being greedy, but you're less greedy than you would normally be rather than to have this big plate. And it's not a tryptophan thing. It has nothing to do with turkey. The fact is your body is a closed circuit for the most part, and there's only so much blood to go around. When you put all this food in the, the gastrointestinal machine, there's only so much blood to go around, and you sit down, <laughs> it's going to sit you down. <laughs> right. The, the best part about being vegetarian since I was like 18 is that I haven't uh, experienced what you experienced. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, on to, it's hard to get full so. on on cabbage. <laughs> so are, are there? Yeah, you know that in uh, cran- cranberry sauce yeah, and uh, and and my wife makes the best like fluffy uh, uh, a pumpkin uh, pie, which is really delicious. In fact, now that I just mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, this uh, Thanksgiving is coming really around. Good, yeah. So uh, any uh, good advice for Thanksgiving? I mean, do you, what, what are some of your uh, typical kind of go to messaging? that uh, you use for folks around the Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, like Dr. Greg says, I mean, I do that whole thing where you take what you need only like in a small plate, a small portion the first time, then you sit down and you eat that. Then you go up the second time and you're kind of like, I don't need another <laughs> full plate again. You're like, like going to sleep. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'll take a little bit more mashed potatoes and I'll take a little bit more turkey and then you sit down and you're like, okay, now I'm really not that hungry anymore and you maybe want like one small piece of pie and then you're done. I mean, that's just me, obviously. Somebody of a much larger <laughs> yeah, this size is, is going to need more. We just heard what like, uh, <laughs> your strategy is. Yeah, but I think with anybody, if you take the first time and you go up for seconds the second time, it makes you really think, like, am I still hungry or did I just want to eat with my eyes the first time and want this nice, full, large plate? Starting with a small plate to begin with, I think, is an easy fix because then you have to get up again, and that's a challenge in itself on Thanksgiving. Where where do you guys, like, when you, like, get, like, you guys don't eat at, like... You guys are so fancy. Your your meals are like on a different table. So that's ours the are sort like of in the thing. counter and like the kitchen. <laughs> so you walk through the you guys kitchen are some hallway fancy, on the counter, uh, and then you go to the table and sit down. That's some fancy so, stuff. So, so, that you, I, I need help. We, we need, we need to look up all these mics. You're not going to jump on us like that. Hold on, hold on. Wow, hold on. I'm in like oh, I'm in no, this no, some no. like he's real. Like, he's acting like we're the eyeball. I'm sorry. Thanksgiving getting up is and it's a cooking and food event, is it not? It is. I mean, what what is the spread at your your typical Thanksgiving. What do you what do y'all have? Let's just go around the room. Oh, 
we're gonna have gumbo, turkey, dressing, mac and cheese, um, green bean casserole. Damn, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. A dessert spread. I can't even think of all the stuff that okay, we, well, we uh, yeah. Was what turkey what there? You did say okay, turkey? Turkey, <laughs> turkey, turkey <laughs> ham. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Just, just like, so you know. Keep going. Yeah, we have turkey as well, but like even appetizers could fill me up with the spread that we have, yeah. <laughs> like um, broccoli casserole, rolls, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. Yeah, I did Thanksgiving eggs. Michigan once. Oh. Yeah, there, those are some oh, like, oh, that's oh, a spread. We went through this yesterday. I want you to hear the rest of this. I'm pretty sure every type of pie you can think of is there. <laughs> uh, we start with like a shrimp cocktail at first, which I feel like is a little bit unusual. So I don't I told know. You, that's not really a Pennsylvania fancy stuff. thing. But <laughs> that's what we do. Shrimp cocktails, gumbo. Yeah, and then we do like the traditional things, turkey, mashed potatoes, lots of stuffing, sweet potatoes, like with the marshmallows on them. Um Green bean casserole rolls, maybe like a side salad that not very many people touch. So, <laughs> well, that's you because you guys, are, uh, you guys are leaving for the vegetarians like me, so I appreciate that. So, 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 yeah, so we went through this yesterday. So, I, I feel like we do the uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas, the roast beast. Uh, we have everything there's a, there's a roast, there's two hams, uh, there's two. Two hams is that two, that really two, is reflective of your personality. Two hams. <laughs> oh, so, oh, and we have corn. We have a lot of corn. A lot of corn. No, no celery. Uh, really, no, no celery. Celery. A lot of corn. That was really corny. A lot of corn. Uh, cakes. Uh, green bean casserole. There's different types of dressing. Like in New Orleans, there's a uh, what do you what types of dressing? Is it, is it oyster dressing? Oyster dressing. Um, regular cornbread dressing, but oyster is actually my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> what's, then, oyster, what's oyster dressing? Ah, he said. Look at that. 15, 15 years living in New Orleans. I, what's oyster dressing? Um, it's just your typical uh, dressing, but it has your oysters in it. It's all right. Yeah. How do you like, <laughs> you, like, you like it's your typical dressing with like an olive oil and and cornbread and seasoning. Uh, in, dressing, in, like, in stuffing, dressing stuffing, like stuffing. Oh, stuffing. Yeah. there we go. There we go. So we have and we have, we have sweet. Oh, we have when it comes to talking about food, I'm the worst. I've done this before. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. But he tries to make everyone else like feel like we're crazy. Uh, sweet potato pies, greens. Uh, sometimes there's a turducken. Um, there's at least two. How about the tofuker, tofurky. <laughs> I'm just, tofurky. You know what? I'm just going to leave you with the way you pronounce that word and that whole concept. I'm going to leave you right there with that. <laughs> you and your tofurky. Tof, isn't it tofurky? Tof, I, I have not, dude. I have no idea. No, there's like a tofu. A no, no, yeah, wait. It's so, a tofu yeah, turkey. Oh, yeah, it's called a tofurky. Who was it? I was telling. Remember, I told you on radio, it's like silence is death. Like, so we're just going to let that die. Just. Yeah, <laughs> you see? <laughs> so, uh, wait, there's turducken. Uh, there is two fried turkeys. There's a baked turkey. There's potato salad. Potato salad. Um, and then there's cranberry sauce. Can't leave out the cranberry sauce. And then we won't even talk about the uh, celebratory libra- libations. No, yeah, yeah, that part. And the, the fun of it is the cooking, like the whole this, the family being around. And it's amazing how you just fall into the same roles you had as kids. Stealing pies or hoop- Oh, no, you oh you, are drink. you still sitting at the kids' table? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not on the turkey fry. <laughs> I eat small portions. <laughs> I, I hope so. 
<laughs> are you tra- you're still trying to Google? To- Please don't. No, 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 no. To- I'm, to- I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually. You, is someone actually texting me like, dude, do you really say that? Like, no, no. This is after Griggs makes a joke. <laughs> let it die. Let, let it die. You know him, he's old. <laughs> Okay, boomer. (laughs) Boomer over here. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, As we uh, start wrapping this up. Start wrapping it up. (laughs) So we're talking about coming to the patient leave as family. Tell us about United Medical Rehab Hospital. What else do you want us to know? She's still trying to look up Tofurky. I am. (laughs) Are you? (laughs) Hold on. Is it a thing? It is a thing, right? What does it look like? It looks like (laughs) (laughs) a I, uh, for a second, I started to question myself, but yeah. it is a thing, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I think that's a. Uh, what does I, it look I, like? Does that? What was that? That was no. It's tofu, dude. Black screen. It's a black screen. Yeah, that. Maybe it's nah. not. Oh, nope, I don't see it. Homestyle turkey with Michigander. Oh, look at that! <laughs> I was with a bunch of Michiganders this past weekend. You're watching <laughs> tofu yeah. turkey. Tofu, to, yeah, well that's yeah, dude, this is compelling television. Trust me. This is. So I have yeah. to ask, what does it taste like? I've never had it, uh, dude. Oh. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't I, 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 yeah, that's why I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> so it's a great. Guys, it's a great really pumpkin, Doctor Dare. He isn't really tofurky. <laughs> No, and what are people doing nowadays? Like, I know that my in-laws, my father-in-law, will, like takes this like fryer outside and then they just like they like dump a turkey in there real quickly have you seen this no, it's is not quickly it's, it's four, like it's four minutes per pound oh is that what it is yeah, is it like a there. flash fry or no, something it's not a flash fry it's a full fry is it and we have so that's the thing so on thanksgiving eve uh we do turkeys i've done as many as 18 19 do fry all night it's a big deal it's like christmas eve um but i have, on, a, you, have a greaseless fryer and then i have we uh that does by convection and then we have the uh the traditional one uh, well, it's an actor in indoor that we put outdoors. It's a countertop uh, fryer. So we just fry. It's good. It's really you good. fried Peter up will. 19 turkeys in, in one day? No, no. It's over the course of... I finish usually at 3 o'clock on Thanksgiving. I would just stay up all night, make a fire in the yard, a little bonfire. Huh. That's yeah. like a thing, huh? Yeah, it's, a th- it's been a thing for is like the last 10 years. Is your first floor uh, redone at all? Or, or? Almost done. She's is it? done possibly this week. I think the walls are up. and uh, So it's been... I got flooded out in July. It's Several times. Yeah. We had 16 inches of water in the house, lost the first floor of the house, all of our cars, the whole nine, and uh, we're coming back to life for Thanksgiving. Good. Is that Was that the goal, to try to get everything ready for Thanksgiving? I just or? stayed out of the way. I just did not want to, every time I went there, get out of my way. All right. Did you, uh, did you waterproof the uh, first floor and everything, yeah, too? Yeah, it's, it's waterproofed as much as it's going to be. The thing is, and that's a whole other show, we're going to have to accept the fact that we talked about it before. We're going to have to live with water. Uh, possibly live in water, but we right. have to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> We have to be smart about it, you know, because none of us want to move. No, yeah. no, uh, not at all. Yesterday, I had a guy on air that was talking about what they're doing right now with the uh, they're they're uh, creating these gates uh, within uh, uh, within the Mississippi mm-hmm. to start diverting 
they're going to be able to control the sediment uh, and they're going to be able to place the sediment because there's so much power that comes from the river that comes uh, upriver with so much sediment that right now just gets settled into a delta and that does nothing. And all that sediment is gone. We could use to protect. They're going to start creating and rebuilding all the wetlands. So they're going to be able to divert where the water is going. And then with that water, how fast it's being pushed. So if they want to get sediment way out there, they can just open it up. They can open up. Yeah, he described it as a dial and really kind of pushing it out there. So the idea being, you know, and I asked him if if we're behind the eight ball and, you know, he kind of does this, but then gives like a long answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. All right. uh, As as we wrap up, people, again, uh, uh, where can people find you again, Ms. Rosa? Um, You can look on Facebook. Um, United Medical Rehab Hospital in Gretna. And then also we have our, um, of course, our website is umrhospital.com. Got it. And then umrhospital.com. Uh, and, and the motto and you guys' mission is? is uh, Come as a patient, leave as family. Yay. I love it. All right. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, dietetic uh, interns. Uh, nutritionist or di- dietitian? Yeah, what are we, or, what is, yeah. What are y'all going to? Like, yeah, yeah, like we've got like yeah. Uh, is it? What's the title? Yeah. So currently we are dietetic so like, interns. Okay, you and are dietetic interns. After the internship, we will hopefully be registered dietitians or have the RD after our name. Got it. So yes. dietitians. Yes. So the difference between a nutritionist and dietitian. You could be a nutritionist. You could be a nutritionist. Somebody down the street could be a nutritionist. Um, they don't have the credentials that a registered dietitian does. So a dietitian is Somebody more... Somebody who went to school and took the exam and sure. did this internship. Sure. We're Greg's working for folks find you? Uh, you can find me here every Tuesday at 10 a.m. <laughs> you can find me on Fox 8 on Thursdays at 745 and at 945 on Fridays. Uh, we have the Community Center at 1830 Bienville. I have a website, www. Uh, com. I'm also with Access Health Louisiana, www.accesshealthlouisiana.org. Is that oh, O-R-G? <laughs> yes, dot .org. Pret- I'm hopefully nobody's us. listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, it. We got it. This is the Get Check Fit, Get Fit, Get Moving show. Get, get check, check, Get, get fit, fit, Get, get moving, moving, Get Your get Flu Shot. Vaccinated. Get Your Flu Shot. That's right. Bam. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you all very much. Thanks to all of everybody here. Thank you. <laughs>